Hello and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm Brian. And we're back. It's us. We're back. We have again. not been gone that long. Look at Look us. Look at us doing the thing like we actually are podcasters. Like we said we would. Like we said we would. We're, we're peeps liars. of our words. That's yeah. right. You know, we're yeah. we're learning to podcast again, guys, because we never really figured it out, some would say. And now we're pros. I'm just thrilled right now with how much <laughs> we talk and our, I'm just like having so much fun, honestly. I'm having so Same. much fun with these shows. I'm having so much fun with Second Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful Same. time. I agree. I agree. Having a blast. We've We've podcasted more in the last two months than, <laughs> than we, we have ever in have. the last five years yeah <laughs> we're coming thing. up on our anniversary right of like podcasting together yeah I, uh I, I started the dorky diva show in october of mm-hmm. 2016 right and you came on board like very soon after so probably i would say probably in november man yeah that's a long and time. I, yeah. I'll look into that specifically, but yeah, I think this year is probably five years. Five years, goodness, good for you. I'm not sick of you yet. <laughs> what a what yeah, a you're, treasure. <laughs> you're one of the few. Listen, there's a reason I'm I, I'm still around because I found the person who can put up with this level of nonsense consistently. There's, to my knowledge, there's only two of you in existence, and I married one of you. So. <laughs> you want to you want to know something funny? Of course. Um, statistically, in my life, I outgrow people in two years. I could see that. It happens all the time. Friends, it and it's not it's not for a bad reason. It's not like I intentionally want to stop being friends with people after two years. But in the past, I have noticed a pattern of being very close with somebody for two years, and then we just kind of drift apart. We change, you know, we're not, sure. we don't have as much in common anymore. So there's no like, you know, bad blood. It's just sure. like, it's just a natural thing that happens. But anyways, I basically know that if somebody is in my life after two years, like that, the, they're going to stick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you've made it double that. So you're I've good. Double like, that. yeah. Yeah. Take that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I stuck around some somehow. Well, you allowed me to stick around somehow because I'm not going anywhere until I get the boot. Um, it just hasn't happened yet, which is kind of nice. I'm not right. gonna lie. I I feel like after five years, I have a room in this house. You know? Yeah, you've got a whole wing. I got a whole wing, guys, where we can talk about random things that I find on the internet, and today might get even more weird. Who knows? Oh my! Oh my! Who knows? <laughs> I there is a there's a part of me that thinks like for people who've been listening for years how are they doing you know because you we know, went from like podcasting twice a year are people that have stuck around that long <laughs> hey if you've been listening to this podcast for 5 years I would love to hear from you who are for you real. I know I know who our regular listeners are these days but you know have you let us know you're okay yeah (laughs) let us know you're okay have you been here the whole time i would like to know 
how do you how do you feel about the new format? Because it is definitely not what anybody signed up for. <laughs> but it I really mean, is. I mean, I feel I like we've so. been doing this forever. We just haven't formally said, "Hey, we're getting weird." That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have. I think. Yeah, I think you've. I think yeah, you've never you made the announcement have. that we're taking the reins off of Brian. You know, it yeah. feels good. We were yeah. three weeks in, and we're already talking about eels. You know, hey, I, we I gotta like update everybody on that. I mean, before we do our formal catch up, because I do have some catching up to do with you, Brian. Same. Can I we please just tell people um, <laughs> where we're at? So, if you have no idea what we're talking about, on our last episode of the Dorky Diva Show, not second podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Brian revealed that we don't know where freshwater eels come from, and yep. I'm convinced that they're aliens. Now yeah. we have a, a new update on that. So, Brian, please enlighten us on the freshwater eel situation that we should all be afraid of. Okay, so new updates. Um, I since found a video of Hank Green uh, from the Vlog Brothers on TikTok. He made a video kind of explaining a little bit more about the conspiracy that is the freshwater eel. Um, Still true. We have no idea where they come from. He did say something that I didn't know beforehand, which was that they did eventually find reproductive organs in like the adult versions but we still have never witnessed uh, them mate. And we don't know where they came from. We know that they go to the Bermuda Triangle. And in the Bermuda Triangle, there's the Sargasso Sea, which is just covered in seaweed, so you can't see anything. And adult eels go in, and then baby eels come out. But we have no idea what's going on in there, what their lab looks like, what kind of equipment they're using to multiply. We have no idea. We also found out that apparently... We've also never witnessed blue whales reproduce. So that's interesting because those are the biggest creatures on the planet. I am done with aquatic life. Yeah. Officially. (laughs) Which is sad because I love the beach. I love the ocean. But. Sure. I think that chapter of my life has now closed. You know, Monique is similar. She loves the beach. She loves everything about it. But she is terror. One of her biggest fears is sharks. Oh, same, and so, same. uh-huh, uh-huh. And we had we had an experience one time, uh, and it kind of it kind of scarred her for life. So she doesn't want to she doesn't want to go in the water anymore. I don't blame her. Monique and I can go to the beach together, and we would just like hang out and like eat food on the beach. Exactly, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's probably best that you guys and, haven't met because they hot... be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Please make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I was just gonna say for a hot minute in my life I was like really I really thought I wanted to be a surfer you know and I I, I am very this. into watching competitive surfing like I still right. love to watch it it's the only sport I enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Well, then I moved close to the beach and literally this is this is awful guys and this is not like a joke but the first week I moved to the beach I was in college. Um, I brought my surfboard with me. I was going to go out in the ocean and all this stuff. And the very first week I was there, another student from my school went kayaking in the ocean and he went missing. And unfortunately, he did not make it. It was traumatizing. Traumatizing. And it was one of those situations where after that, I was like, well, I can't go surfing because I don't know what could happen. And like, especially not by myself, you know. So I never like lived that dream of mine where I was going to like go and be a surfer and like have that part of my college experience. I got there and that happened the first week and then I was like terrified. And what? I, yeah, it was crazy. It was 
crazy. But I remember uh, I would go to the beach a lot and just, you know, like hang out and stuff. I'd never really got in the water. Um, mm-hmm. And I would see like small sharks in the water often. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out here on the beach and eat my what? crystal burgers. I used to go to Crystal's and get a sack of burgers and eat them on the beach because that is the kind of person I am. Um <laughs> But yeah, anyways, I don't trust aquatic life anymore. I don't trust the ocean. Oh, man. Too did much I, mystery going on there. Did I ever tell you about the story uh, that if Monique tells it, I'm a hero, but if I tell it, it's not as exciting? No. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so we were at this beach in Naples called Clams Pass, which is my... I don't even like the beach, but that's my favorite beach because it's it's like wild. Like mm-hmm. we see wildlife every time we're there. And it could be anything from like a gopher tortoise to, I saw a giant snake there once and then I didn't want to go back ever again. But mm. anyway, so we're in the water. We're like between, we're like mid torso deep. You know, it's like more than, uh, higher than your waist, but lower than your chest. And it's just Monique and I, and we're looking out into the water and we see this like two and a half foot wide by like four foot long black shape coming towards us. OMG. Uh huh, and so I see this, and my instinct was I looked at her and I said, "Run to the beach," <gasps> and she's like, "Okay." So she ran to the beach. I stayed behind a few feet, and I just balled up my fist because I'm an idiot. Oh my and God. I was like, "Whatever this thing is, it's gonna get punched right in the face, and then Monique will be safe, and then I'll be safe because I punched it." And that's how that works. Because again, oh my gosh, never said I was the smartest person in the world, and so. I'm getting ready and I'm all tensed up and I'm like, I've got my fist up and I happen to look to my left and Monique is already on the beach. Oh my gosh. flew. And I was like, (laughs) well, what am I doing now? You could have left. Yeah. Well, I I ran after that um, when I noticed that she was on the beach. And if I got attacked by something now, I would just be the idiot who was by himself in the water. Oh my gosh. Did you ever (laughs) find out what it was? Well, so here's the thing. When she tells the story, she saw a fin come out of the water, like mm-hmm. a shark's dorsal fin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I like her version of the story because that makes me kind of a badass. And I'm like, you know, there's a shark coming and I'm like, get out of the way. It's I a glob this. of seaweed. You know? So I saw it come towards me. And then when it got kind of near me, it turned and then left. And I saw what she saw. But in my version, it looked like a manatee, except the paddle had like a bite taken out of it. Mm. So when it lifted it up, it kind of looked like a shark's dorsal fin because, you know, it had like a half moon thing because a bite was taken out of a circle kind of stuff. Hmm. Interesting. Um, uh-huh. But since then, to my knowledge, Monique has not gone back into the water. And if she does, it's like knee deep, if even. Good for her. Yep. I hope she eats burgers on the beach too. <laughs> she does. She does. What a, You said a sack of burgers? Yeah, like a like a burlap. They just shove them in there and you eat them like feed. Have you ever been to to Crystal? No, I don't know what that is. It's like the southern version of White Castle. You know what oh. White Castle is? Yeah, so they're yep. like little tiny sliders, and they're horrible for you, but they're delicious and fattening and greasy and everything you want food to be in life. And you can get, um, you know, because they're tiny, I could eat like four of them. You know, so you can get. Right. You can get multiples and fries, and they just put them in this little plastic sack. You know, just like, it's like a paper to-go bag that you would get, like, from McDonald's. But uh, I think these were plastic, and they have, like, handles on top because you're ordering a lot of food, you know. 
It's got to be strong. Oh, gotcha. But there was one right on the beach, and it's cheap, you know. I was in college. I didn't have a lot of money. I could eat for like 3 or $4, right. which was amazing. And they're just so good. I love that place. They don't have them out here. They were honestly very sparse when I lived in Florida, but mm, good, good, bad burgers. You know, they're not, it's not a quality burger. Sure. It's a trash <laughs> burger, but it's good. You guys should How does realize. How it compare to Steak and Shake? Um, it, it's, it's just as good, but on a completely different level. Um, Got because it. it's, okay. it's crappier. <laughs> okay if you guys haven't learned this about me in the last few episodes i love crappy like fast food you know and i it's not something i eat all the time but i do enjoy eating it um i'm not afraid to admit that i'm not afraid to admit that you know (laughs) i really only eat fast food maybe once a week once every two weeks which Mm -hmm. i don't feel like is that much i know people that eat fast food like every day um, yep, his name is Brian. <laughs> which is fine. Um, but I, I think I would just feel sick if I did that. Whereas yeah. if I just have it once a week, I have a great time eating it and then I feel sick and then I forget about it for a week and then I do it again and it's just like a cycle, you know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, um, how are you, Brian? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm great. Good. I'm great. You said you got some catching up to do. Let me hear it. What's but what's happened to you? Number one, <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes are back. I have not made it to a Starbucks yet. Oh. <laughs> but but here's I just the thing: like I don't the fact really that the option is there. <laughs> I don't really go to Starbucks a lot. But uh, when pumpkin spice lattes return, uh, pumpkin flavored creamers also return in the grocery oh, stores. So yeah. I was able to get my pumpkin spice creamer, and I make coffee at home every morning. So I'm having a PSL every day, every day. Fantastic, uh, which is amazing. And you know, it's. I think maybe you asked me this, like, are they are they good? Like, what's mm-hmm. the deal with them? They're yep. not like the best coffee ever, but they signify fall. <laughs> you know, I like what they stand for. They stand for something, yeah. and <laughs> I don't know. It just gets me excited for the season. It's like a, you know, just it, I mean, they're not bad. It tastes like sure. a pumpkin pie. Really, you're drinking a pumpkin pie. It's I love that. amazing. Um, so that's great. I'm loving that. And it is really starting to feel like fall here. It's cold. The air is okay. very crispy. Uh, the nice. trees are turning red. The leaves are turning red. I and like that. it's so funny because before I moved here, I always told my husband that fall was my favorite season. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's going to change here. He goes, fall signifies death <laughs> in Washington. Oh, no. I, was like, I was just like, why would he say something like that? And he's absolutely right because we oh, have no. a lot of beautiful flowers and shrubbery and and we have a vegetable garden. And I love that in the summer. It just right. brings so much life to our yard. Sure. And then in the fall, everything dies. Uh, but we're not oh, to that no. point in fall just yet. We're just, we're, it, fall hasn't even started officially. The weather's changing. I'm enjoying the cool weather. It's been nice and clear a lot, which I love um but call me in about a month and i'll be like this sucks everything is dead so i'm just living (laughs) in my happiness with the psl for now 
There you go. Trees turning red, all that stuff. So I'm loving that. Good. And the other significant thing that I've done recently is we went hiking uh, a few days ago. Awesome. I saw the pictures. They look amazing. It was gorgeous, like beyond more beautiful than the photos I shared. It was amazing. And the whole time I just had the Lord of the Rings soundtrack in my head. Yes. And it just was phenomenal. Like it was amazing. Um, so that was really fun and it's hilarious because we did that same hike two winters ago and there was like 20 to 30 feet of snow. The road up to the mountain was completely shut down. So we had to hike like way farther because the road was closed. Whereas, uh, the other day we just drove, uh, up the mountain and then hiked like a mile and a half, you know, not far at all, not far at all. And it was very enjoyable. It was not hard. Like it was a breeze. It was beautiful, like great stuff. But when we did it in the winter, we had to wear snowshoes and the snow was super, super soft. So I kept falling and it was so hard. It was the hardest thing ever. I cried that day. Like I was already physically in pain because I was like having back problems. And then we did that hike and I was in more pain and I just kept falling in the snow and Sean kept falling in the snow. Like it it was just hard. And when you're on a mountainside on an Mm -hmm. incline and you fall in the snow, there's nothing around you to grab onto so that you can stand up again. And you can't even plant your, your palms on the surface of the earth to push yourself up because it's just soft snow and your hands are going to sink right through it. So it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. It's like so hard to stand back up when you fall. And you do. You just got to like summon all your energy and your core strength to just like pick yourself back up. Oh, no. And a lot of times Sean would try to grab me. But in some instances, we had both fallen. And at that point, you're just kind of screwed. Right. Um, and then like you, you might roll down the mountain a little bit and have to hike all the way back up. Like it was not fun. So anyways, Oof. the point of the story is <laughs> being able to see the mountains and like do that hike in the summer was mm-hmm. significantly better than the winter. And... Sean kept pointing out, he's like, oh, yeah, when we were here in the winter, this is where we hiked. And he's pointing. And I was just like, I hate you. Why did you make me do that? <laughs> and the day that we did it, I was I was so mad at him, Brian. I, and he knew it. I was telling him that I was so angry with him. Because when we got to the summit, he goes, he goes, yeah, in the summer, you can just drive up here. And I was like, <laughs> you woke me up at 3 in the morning and made me hike my tired little butt up here for several miles and you're telling me in six months we could have just driven up here (laughs) it i was not in a good mood that day (laughs) so anyways it was nice to go back in the summer and it was gorgeous and i had a lovely time and i appreciated it a lot more than i would have if we had just never been there before so that's true maybe it was okay there you go it was it was beautiful it was beautiful it looked it it looked it Mm mm-hmm how about like you? What have you got going on? You know, so since we started this show, I didn't realize how crazy my day-to-day life is <laughs> um, because I don't pay attention. <laughs> I just go through my life as is. I take things as they come and then I experience them and then I move on. But I've started writing things down just so that I can remember them for these catch-ups. Mm-hmm. 
And quite a bit has happened since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we've podcasted several times since the last Dorky Diva show because we've done second podcast and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But life in general, uh, I mean, the quick ones, Monique saved a baby squirrel. Aww. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You guys are always saving animals. You know, if they're there, so are we. Tell your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, like, hadn't even opened his eyes yet. So it was a little baby squirrel. It was like, I guess it obviously had fallen out of his, like, little home. And then it was, like, on the sidewalk. It was just, like, squeaking a bunch. Monique's like, (gasps) and I was at class at the time. So she she handled it like a champ. My wife's great. Mm -hmm. So that happened. Um, I got back on set again, which was cool. Nice. I got, I got, a, got another acting gig, which was neat. Um, that was exciting. Um, I got a new tattoo. Mm-hmm. That happened this past week. Very exciting. I got, um, I actually got it with Victor. Mm-hmm. Because Victor has never gotten a tattoo before. And he came to me, um, like a month or two ago. He's like, you want to get tattoos? And I'm like, absolutely I do. And we started brainstorming a bunch of ideas and you know we both love anime and samurai shampoo is my favorite anime and he loves it as well and even when we were in high school that was kind of like our show um so i was always going to get the white lotus tile from avatar the last airbender because of the multiple layers of meanings iroh has to me and all that um but talking to victor he wanted to get a samurai shampoo tattoo and i'm like Absolutely, because I've been trying to come up with an idea for a shampoo tattoo for literally years, and I can never figure something out. But then we ended up, I was like, what if I had my favorite character's swords behind the White Lotus tile, and I can incorporate it into an idea I've been I've been messing with for a while. So I got that. Um, there's an episode where Victor's favorite character paints this, like, infinity symbol on a roof. It's complicated, but really good. So he got that on his arm. Nice. Um, which was cool, which was cool. Um, so I did that. Um, the last time we talked in the balance luck section, <laughs> I had missed my test mm-hmm. at my dojo. And well, I the got to test. The luck was in your favor. The luck was in my favor. So uh, last time, you know, I was I was really bummed out. Because it's an annual test, it's a really big deal, and I feel like I missed it. But I also contextualized it by saying, you know, there's always next year, and by then I will have been training for two years, and then I'll have even more to show for it. And I was really excited. What I didn't realize was the person I had talked to and told them, like, hey, I'm not going to be here this week, and they're like, it's okay, there'll always be other tests, um, is my friend Josh, who I've known for 10 plus years. He's been on the Interesting Podcast. He's a martial artist like through and through like it's his lifestyle um i trained with him he goes to the same dojo and so i told him hey i'm gonna miss it i'm bummed out he's like no it's a good way to look at it the way you're saying another year blah 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 so he said there'll always be other tests what he didn't say was there's another test next week <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. listen so i came in and i think it's going to be a regular class and I'm like, all right, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. We're going back to the back to the grindstone. Let's do it. And I walk up the steps and I see through the window, the chairs are still up for the testing ceremony and the judges table is still there. And I was like, huh. So I'm mentally unprepared entirely. I think it's going <laughs> to like the follow the previous weeks. I was so ready. I was mentally in a space where like, let's do this. You know, I was samurai. 
And this week I was not like that. I was like, oh, it's a regular class. I get up there, I walk in, and Josh is in the corner, and he just starts going like, <laughs> and I was like, you. Oh, my God. You did this. And apparently they had only tested three people the week prior, and there were three people that were testing this night, and I was one of the three. So I get there, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, okay. Uh, uh. And there's a tiny bit of panic that sets in. <laughs> because I was, I had to remember the ceremony because at the dojo, the testing, it's very ceremonial. Like you go to your seat, you raid your blades, you wait to be called, then you pick up your blade, walk around the dojo, bow to the area, bow to the judges, walk closer to them, do this whole bit with your sword, and then you lift your hand up, say, you know, this is my name, my rank, and my style. With your permission, I'd like to begin testing. They say yes, and then there's a like two-minute question and answer section before you start your katas and the purpose of that is for them to try and break you mentally and Mm. not in not in like a you know make you feel bad kind of way but just make you think that way you're not thinking about the katas anymore which is what you should be focusing on Mm. you know it's they're, they're like testing your mental strength and they'll ask anything be like okay uh what's your favorite part of the sword what's the most important part of the sword you know what does it mean when i say sime or like Name five parts of the hilt, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they want to see composure. They want to see like a mental strength, right? So if you don't know the answer, they would much rather you just say, I don't know, than try an answer. Right. Because I don't know is strength. You're saying like, I don't know. I have nothing to prove. This is what I have. Here we are. As opposed mm-hmm. to like, uh, well, I mean, I think it's this. Like, there's no strength in that. Right. So I again, was mentally unprepared. So before we got started, I went to some senior students. I was like, hey, okay, so we go here, we rated the uh, the space, and then we rated the judges. They go, yeah, yeah, okay. And then we could do this, that. And I'm like just checking all my bases to remind myself how the ceremony goes. Um, so I go there, and I do my question and answer, and I did, I did pretty all right in that. And then it came time to do the katas, and I did them. And... When we're done, there were three of us attested. There were two students that were higher ranked than I and then myself. And so when it got to me, when I was done, uh, the judges were like, thank you for your time. Uh, We will be back. And the entire panel gets up and they leave the room. And for an (gasps) hour, they deliberate. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because the whole thing, like this is an annual thing. So for the next year, this is how it's going to be. Um, And what they're doing is they're talking about what rank to give you. So for some people, you'll move up a rank. Some people, you'll stay the rank you are. And that's just how it works. And your rank determines where you line up at the beginning and end of class. It's like a, a place of respect in the dojo. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I felt like I did good. There was one tiny thing that I messed up, but they're looking for commitment and strength and, you know, holding yourself accountable. So if you mess up, don't acknowledge it and just keep going. And they might not even notice because, you know, if you're like, oh, sorry, hold on. Like, that's not good. So there was one tiny bit where my finger slipped, but I recovered it quick enough to where I feel like I was all right. So an hour passes by and uh, we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. We come back in, the three of us stand up in the front and the judges are behind the the sensei. The sensei comes up. He comes to me first. He's like, Brian, uh, you did exceptionally well and we're very impressed with what you did. And I would like to grant you the rank of Shichikyu. Now, when he said that, 
he I was like, thank you so much. And I bowed and he bowed to me and he's smiling. And the whole panel of judges and other sensei behind him are smiling like in a movie when everyone's like really proud. Oh, my you know? goodness. The thing is, I don't know what that means. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> nobody went over the ranks with me. So oh my gosh. he says this and judging by the room, I'm like, wow, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate that because I was unranked. Right. Right. So I, this is where this is where the rest of my like martial arts career, for lack of a better term, starts here. This is where I set the buoy and the expectations, and I'm officially getting my rank. So mm-hmm. when he says we grant you Shichq, I was like, thank you, thank you so much. And then he goes to the next two people, and everyone's congratulating me and everything, and I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Brian. Isn't uh, it reaction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like immediately, you know, I read the room. I I could tell just by the tone and the expressions on everyone else that this was a big deal. And I was like, all right, cool, thank you. So when I asked one of the other the senior students who's been a black belt, been doing it for like fifteen years, I was like, hey, what is a, what is that? What does that mean? He goes, you're your seventh rank, and I was like, oh, cool. What does that? What mean? does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, let me explain. He goes, you start unranked. And then your first rank is 10th. And then you go 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then you test for your black belt. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, your first test, you jumped three ranks. And I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) You're like, oh, snap. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. He goes, yeah, no, that's like, that's a really big deal. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, cool. Huh. All right. And then it really sunk in. Like, oh, wow. Cool. So, I was very excited. Thank you. I, I was very, very excited about that. Cause, and then what was really cool, even afterwards, because, you know, I don't, I'm trying to get better at this. I'm terrible at taking pictures of things. Yeah, you are. Like, ask you, ask Ryan Donahoe sending me on things, asking me to catalog it. I'm just, I'm so obsessed with experiencing things as they're happening that I never take pictures of anything. And I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to get better at it. Um... So when I got done with the test, I asked one of the other students, I was like, can you take a picture of me, please? Because I feel like this is a big moment and I I just, I just want to remember it. Because also, you know, I have a terrible memory. Um, So it's a twofold. I want to remember this moment. I feel like it's significant. Can you take a picture of me? And I posted it online, which was really cool. Um, That that picture of me with the sword and I, you know, did a big sappy pose because it's who I am. I liked it. Um, Thank you. Uh, But my sensei commented on the picture and... I'm going to read it for you just because it made me feel very nice. And we do candid things now. So he said, uh, this evening you took a very big step. You performed so well that any description I could give would understate your accomplishment. You didn't just receive your rank. You earned the respect of your peers and of your instructors. By virtue of your character and skill, you have endeared yourself to them. I'm proud of you and congratulations. And you know, it just feels nice. That's precious. You know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Uh, for this and it feels good and i'm a i'm a ranked swordsman like in a proper dojo like i i'm certified to a degree to wield a sword it's pretty cool that's awesome yeah so that happened in the last two weeks and i'm I'm really excited about it that and the tattoo i mean that's two big things you know two pretty big things yeah (laughs) and your wife saved a baby squirrel saved a baby squirrel i got to act again yeah i'm just and you got some just, new headshots. I did. I did. I I hate getting headshots. 
more than most but things. But you did it anyways. But I did it, and you know they're not they're not terrible. There's more and now coming. They're done. And now they're done. You know this. Been... And you'll have to just do it again next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But so yeah, I guess a lot has happened on paper in the last two weeks since we talked. Nice. Cool stuff though. Good stuff. Yeah. What have you um what have you consumed lately? What have I consumed? Okay, so um I've watched quite a few movies. Um I watched Akira, which I've seen several times before, but Monique hadn't. It's mm. a crazy awesome anime movie. It is wild and also really gross, but awesome. Um I watched Vivarium, which I did not enjoy. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a Jesse Eisenberg movie, and honestly, not the biggest fan of Jesse Eisenberg to begin with, but the movie is just not for me. Um, I watched a movie called The Witcher, The Nightmare of the Wolf. It is an anime movie based on the Witcher series, and I like that a lot. That was that was really cool. And I watched Punch Drunk Love for the first time. And I've never heard of any of those. <laughs> so Punch Drunk Love is Adam Sandler and Emily Watson. Um, it is relentless and overwhelming, especially to someone with ADD. Like it, 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 it conveys anxiety very well, but there's a scene where there's so much going on at once, I didn't breathe the whole time. Oh my god! And then when it was over, I was like, "Oh, thank God! I just needed a breath." Like, oh my goodness, I don't watch stuff like that. Like, if it it's is gonna stress stressful. me out, it's not happening. Oh, it is stressful. Oh my! Goodness. I mean, it's I was, the performances were good. Like, it's good. I'm, I'm probably never gonna watch it again, just because. Whew, it's a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all I've watched in the last two weeks, and then obviously some Full Metal Alchemist and stuff. What have you been watching? Uh, not a lot, honestly. I uh, finished season two of Everybody Loves Raymond. Awesome. Which was sad because, like I told you guys before in previous episodes, we're buying each season. They're like, it's like 15 bucks mm-hmm. a season on Amazon Prime, which isn't exactly cheap, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, so I won't be buying season Agreed. three for a little bit, trying to like space them out, you know? Sure. Uh, but I watched that. We watched or rewatched Kung Fu Panda, which was super fun. Oh, you know, I we love some Kung love Fu Panda here. Those um, so I am Master Shifu, and you are <laughs> the panda. <laughs> the panda. He's a panda. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could see that. I adore those movies. They do not get enough love. I know. Like, they. It was great. We watched the sequel too, oh. and honestly, I. I kind of missed the first half of the sequel because I was like on my phone. Um. <laughs> it takes a dip. the The first one is perfect. The second one, pretty good. The third one, yeah. perfect. It basically, if Uguay is involved, Wait, you know it's going to be perfect. One? You've never seen the third Kung Fu Panda? I, we looked for it on Netflix, and I don't think what? it's on there, so I didn't know if there was one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really mm-hmm. good. Let it's where Poe po has like because I remember in the second one. You find out that Poe has like a family. Yeah. In the third one, you meet his family. Oh, okay. I have not seen that. We'll have to. It's find really the... good. Maybe we'll rent it. I did look for that on Netflix, and I did not find it. So really, it's really really good. I love Kung Fu Panda. I've seen it so um, many times. Dang, I'm like googling it. Sorry, I was just Do like. It. 
thing. It's I'm um, telling you, it's really really to, good. I'll have to rent that and watch it for sure. But I haven't really watched a whole lot of other stuff because in the evenings I've been reading instead of watching TV. Right. And that's been great. So I actually finally finished The Fellowship of the Ring, which was a long time coming. It was fantastic. I will Mm. tell you, I started this book like in January, I think. And in the beginning, I had a really hard time sticking with it because it just took so long for the stuff to get going. Oh, yeah. Um, And then once we got to the... Yeah, it was a long time. (laughs) And then uh, once we got to the Council of Elrond, it was just another like drag. But despite those two things, I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a, a really great time reading it. And then I started The Two Towers. So cool. I'm maybe like 50 pages into the two towers, not not very okay. far. Um, but that's kind of what I've been doing in the evenings rather than watching TV, which has been nice. Sure. Um, so I haven't really watched a ton of new stuff. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else, but I don't think so. I think that's about it. Not a whole lot of exciting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. You work a lot. That makes yeah. a difference. Working hasn't been terrible, though, but I think I've just been spending a lot more time instead of watching TV, like working on other stuff, Um, like not work, work related, but obviously been working on my Zam costume a lot. I was going to ask, how's that coming? Oh, my God. Don't ask. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's coming along, but I'm I'm really frustrated at the moment. Um, The two you know this brian because i vented to you yeah (laughs) but the two uh lower leg armor pieces that i received are in extremely bad shape and Mm -hmm. i have worked my little tail off to fix them up and make them clean and paint them and stuff and i and one of them is like really nice i painted it i airbrushed it i'm really proud of it Mm -hmm. and then because i'm an idiot i was showing sean my my paint job and the reference photo that I was trying to mimic and he so kindly pointed out (laughs) that there was a trim piece on the top of the armor that I was missing oof (sighs) so um I just stopped I I could not mentally deal with that Mm -hmm. so I haven't touched that stuff in like a week Uh, but I did I did remake the chest armor completely from scratch. Super proud of how that turned out. It fits me a lot better. It's yeah. uh, more accurate. It's chef's kiss flawless. Um, I ran out of my aluminum paint, so I'm, I need to buy more of that uh, to finish the chest piece. And then um, Sean had ordered me some blaster pieces, so I found like a 3D model of a blaster that I could use and he had them printed somewhere. They came out like super clean, beautiful. Cool. But there were a couple little details missing. And the end of the blaster, which I call like the nozzle, um, yep. was not very accurate. So I asked him to remodel that end piece. And he did. And then he made the couple little bits that I was missing. So now that all that's done, he just finished that like a couple days ago. Now that all of that is done, I can start to assemble the blaster, paint it, and then make the holster that it goes in. So that'll be a good chunk of stuff done when I get to that. But this past weekend, I took a break from it because I was just mentally ticked off like at it. Sure. <laughs> so... um. <laughs> 
But I did put on a lot of the stuff the other day. I, I put on like the neoprene suit, the leather vest, the skirt, the cummerbund, the shoes, the leg armor. And I was like, whoa. Oh, and I put the forearm, the forearms on too. And I was like, whoa, this is nice. legit. Like it's looking very good together. Um, but I just needed a little mental break from it. So anyways, I was working on that for like 12 hours on the weekends, like each day. And then for a lot of time in the, in the evenings when I finished work. So that's why I have not watched a ton of TV. That's fair. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. All good stuff. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Progress is progress. Even, you know, what is it? Two steps forward, one step back is still progress. It was definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, that's what I've watched. Um, Do you have a fabulous fact today? I do. I do. So I'm going to give you the option because there's two. There's one that's like, huh, or there's a, huh. Which one do you want? Do you want to be slightly concerned or do you want to be like, oh, (laughs) no, save the concerned one for the next time because you did a concerned one last time and that was Uh not good. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Well, it was it was concerning. People need to know. Actually, I was scared. Technically, that this one is also pertaining to sea life. The huh one or the concerned one? The concerned one. Okay, don't do that one. Okay. Save that for the next one. Okay. So this was something that I learned recently. Did you know that the tiny dot above the lowercase i and j has an actual name? No. It's called a tittle. A tittle? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's all I'm going to say from now on. (laughs) Yep. It is thought that the phrase to a T is actually derived from the phrase to a tittle. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's adorable. Uh-huh. I wish I had like a chipmunk named Tittle. Yeah, right? I wish my name was Tittle. That's yes, adorable. This... Mm-hmm. This is a phrase wow. that was used in the same sense dating back to the earliest 17th century. The first recording of the phrase is in the 1607 play Woman Hater by Francois Beaumont and John Fletcher, in which the line reads, I'll quote him to a tittle. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so a to great a t- fact. To a tittle. I'm here for you. These that are the great random fact. holes I go into in the internet, and then I learn things, and I'm like, oh, got to save that for the Dorky Diva show. Nice. Yep. So the little dots above the I and the J, it's called the tittle. Interesting. Well, my mm-hmm. fact uh, is related to pumpkin spice lattes. Because I didn't have a fact, and I was like, I got to look something up. You know, I got to <laughs> share a little piece of knowledge So the pumpkin spice is a blend of spices of cinnamon, allspice, clove, and ginger. And according to the internet, which is obviously always right, um, it says that early American settlers may have made pumpkin pies that contained similar spices as early as 1620. But it wasn't until 1936 that we first found the term pumpkin spice for this blend of flavors. Um, and then it wasn't until the 1950s that spice companies began selling those blends labeled pumpkin pie spice, which was then later shortened to just pumpkin spice in the 1960s. Huh. So there's no yeah. pumpkin is not actually a part of this at all. It's just spice you put with pumpkin. Right. Weird. Yeah. Interesting, huh? huh? 
That is. And it makes total sense because when you think about a pumpkin pie, those are the flavors in the pumpkin pie that you associate with it. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. We got our own conspiracy theory. There's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. But it doesn't say well, that it there is. It accompanies it. Spice for the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I like this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Those are those are our two fabulous facts. Boom. Somebody is going to, I hope somebody listening goes to a trivia night and this is one of the answers. If that ever happens. Oh, me too. Somebody tweet to us just to be like, hey, it worked. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And if anyone gets drunk and starts talking about freshwater eels, listen, if I'm around, I'll back you up. I will. I'll do it. I'll get on the bar I with won't. <laughs> I won't. Oh, my goodness. We have to stand by our people, Savannah. The people need to know. I know. I'm just scared. That's understandable. This is a ride or die <laughs> podcast now. We need some eel shirts. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Let's move on to let's do it. our Q&A section because- Q&A section. You guys have the weirdest <laughs> questions for us, and I love I it. I love it. I love it. Um, we're going to start with Derek. First of all, Derek, Perfect. I need to talk to you for a moment. Derek, it's just me and you right now. What is going on <laughs> in your brain at all times? I would love to know. I can answer know. this. Okay. Listen, Derek, I love this man. He's I love him too. Friends, and we think the exact same way. I have, listen, I don't read these questions beforehand, um, but somebody mentioned that Derek had a question that was a little wild. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I spent hours last night thinking about my answer to this. Hours. Well, let me read the question for anybody that doesn't even know what it is. Yes. Again, this is from Derek, who is clearly (laughs) mentally unstable. You are tasked with saving the world from a mad professor who is going to blow it up with an army of bomb drones. You each have to create your own team. You can bring a team of three people with you to help. One has to be from a childhood film you loved, one Mm -hmm. from an anime, and one Mm -hmm. from a sitcom TV show. Who is on your team? That's the greatest question I've ever been asked. So who are you going to to put on your team to combat this mad professor who's about to blow up the world? Okay. So first off, thank you for the question, Derek. Thank you, Derek. I didn't really mean to be rude. Good question. I'm just Savannah a little just, disturbed. She was overwhelmed by the possibilities. Yes. So very. Now, assuming we're fighting the drones and not the professor himself. Well, I'm if we're assuming the professor both. himself, we need to know a lot about the professor. You know, like, is he in his own suit of armor? Are we going for, like, a Dr. Robotnik kind of thing going on where he's in his own drone? You know, there's a lot of variables here. So as to not spend three hours dissecting every part of this, which is what I did last night, Mm -hmm. um, the first part of it, I got to go with Obi-Wan. Wow. Got to go with the Jedi. He's got the Force. He's very good at his job. These are robots, so he has experience fighting droids. You know, he just seems like the right man for the job. Mm, okay. Okay, right? He's got his own Starfighter, too, so he can I get can up there. I can already tell your choices are going to be way better than mine. Okay. Listen, I literally hours last night thinking about this. And I was like, no, maybe. No, no. For the anime. Now, uh, the obvious answer 
is Goku, right? So I didn't want to go with Goku because Goku could just blow up everything and then just handle it. And Obi-Wan and I could just have tea or something. Well, I kind of picked Goku. I picked Saitama from One Punch Man because I just like the idea that everything's casual. You know, nothing can hurt him. And if things go south, he just one punches and then it's over. You know, because mm-hmm. anyone that watches One Punch Man, there's an episode where him and Genos are training and then he's like, all right, I'm going to go full out. And he throws a punch, but stops it right in front of Genos's face. And then when he leaves, you look behind Genos and the mountain is gone. You know, so there's a lot of power there. So Saitama is like my insurance. If in case Obi-Wan gets a little overwhelmed or something's going on, because he is just one man, uh, Saitama can come in and just handle the business. Now, okay. the thing that took the longest was this one. The sitcom. sitcom. I'm like, okay. Because I haven't, in the grand scheme of things, watched a lot of sitcoms. Mm-hmm. So I kept thinking about sitcoms that I love and like Arrested Development is the funniest show I've ever seen. I've seen every episode of Friends because I grew up on that. And I kept thinking like, who would I want from these shows and different things? And I finally landed on Andy from The Office. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what you're thinking, Brian. Why? Why, Brian, would you pick such a bold choice? Here's why. Because while Obi-Wan and Saitama are up there fighting all the drones and everything, me and Andy are making really cool background music. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what's funny is I almost picked Dwight Schrute as my sitcom TV show person. I did I did not end up choosing him for my final, you know, three, but sure. I almost picked him. That's funny. I almost picked Phoebe from Friends because oh, I just see, think she would be fun to watch her reaction. From Friends. Yeah, so that's what I. That's what I. That's what I went with because when Obi Wan is flying a starfighter and jumping off and lightsabering these bomb drones and Saitama is just like, oh, and then just punching stuff. Me and Andy could be like, rid it, did do, and like watching oh it all happen from the ground, you know. So that's that's my answer. The fate of the What's world your... is in Obi Wan's hands, essentially. It, which, let's be honest, isn't nothing it always? Is, nothing is different, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Okay. I don't have, like, big reasons for my choices, so let's just get into it. Number one, Indiana Jones. Okay. The reason behind okay. that is that if the world is going to end, maybe I can, like, make out with him before that happens, you know? That's a great reason. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. So I'll pick him. Um Anime, you know, I'm not really familiar with anime. Mm-hmm. I've only seen like um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Does that count? Technically, no. Okay, but I'll give it to you because okay, wait, you haven't I have really watched one anime. more pick that might be considered anime. Okay. Uh, Ruby. Yes, that would work. Okay. I'll, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick. Yang from Ruby. Okay. She has a mechanical arm, and I just feel like she could just beat up some drones. Um, yeah. And my third pick is the heavy hitter, okay? And I feel like this is cheating, but it's not. Okay. Technically, WandaVision is a sitcom. That is true. So my pick for the sitcom TV show person is going to be uh, Wanda. Okay. And I she's mean, she going to save us all. She's going to save us all. Yeah. The other two are there just for you to make out with and to kind of watch punch things. Yes. Yeah. Well, and fair. I feel like Indy could could hold his own, you know, but 
I'm not mm-hmm. sure how he would do against drones, but he would look yeah. handsome doing whatever he's going to do. And He would. If the world's going to end, I might as well be looking at him. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's, there are worse things to look at as the world is being exploded by bomb drones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a wonderful question from Derek. Derek, you Great. now have to answer this question. We want to see your answers in Discord. So Agreed. Get on Agreed. That. And if um, you keep this up, we'll have a, a tiny segment of the show that's just Derek asks a question. <laughs> he he's always going to be number one in the Q and A section. He's got he's the one that's going to kick it off. You know, kick Absolutely. it off on a high note, on a crazy wild note. That's right. I know you're listening, Derek. So get, keep them questions coming. Yeah, I I know he's got a list of them already. He doesn't even have to make a list. He's just able to come up with the stuff on the fly. That's right. Because he's, he's the crazy. Best. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay, so let's go on to our next question. This one is from right. Jonathan, and Jonathan, Jonathan wants to know, hello. what albums can you listen to in full without skipping any tracks? Ooh, what a good question. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I do. I do. Okay. It's a new album. It. Um, it is Olivia Rodrigo's Sour, which is an okay. absolute banger album. 100,000 percent perfect it's a perfect album lots of teen angst i love it perfect i'm out here singing all the songs yeah (laughs) um trying to think of like a number two it would probably be some sort of taylor swift album obviously i'm a white woman so yeah (laughs) those are my choices (laughs) okay 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 um my my knee-jerk reaction is laughing at catastrophe by fellow bliss Mm. um that is my favorite band of all time, and that is the album they put out, and I've binged it so much. Um, so that that's my answer, for sure. But also, I don't listen to a lot of music music. I don't um, either. I listen to soundtracks. Yeah, like the Greatest Showman soundtrack is on loop all the time for me, because mm. I just adore it. Um, but also, I'll listen to a song here and there, but my majority like audio consumption is like podcasts and audiobooks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Oh, um, I would also yeah. say I don't skip um, anything from Childish Gambino. I was surprised that wasn't your answer. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. No yeah. skips on him. No <laughs> skips on him. No skipsies on Mm-mm. the Gambinos. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's about time for him to put out another album. Last time he put out an album, it was March of last year, and it was like two weeks into quarantine. Secret <laughs> drop made my day. I remember I was ironing patterns that day and just jamming out, trying not to burn myself on the iron. I was <laughs> but the living. track was too hot. It was too, too hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a gr- that's a great question, though. It's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question is from Wayne, and Wayne, Wayne wants to know, is there any food you would never eat no matter how hungry you are? Sour cream. Whoa! I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I hate mayonnaise, too, but I've wow. had things with mayonnaise in them where you can't really taste the mayonnaise, so I've eaten it, and wow. I've been on set before when all they had were sandwiches and there was some mayonnaise on it, and I was starving, so I just ate it, and it, was, it wasn't good, but I ate it. Sour cream. Sour cream. Nope. Have you ever yep. had anything with sour cream cooked into it? Pro- yeah, I have. I don't like it. I don't like it. it is, oh, bleh. that just breaks my heart. Ugh. I love Ugh. sour cream. I actually have Ugh. sour cream in my fridge right now. I just bought some a couple days ago. Oh, 
God, it's extremely it fattening, but it's delicious. Yeah. Wow. Nope. Easy peasy answer. Oh, How about I'm, you? I'm heartbroken. Um, <laughs> mine would be, it's not a specific food, but it's any like super spicy food. I can't handle oh, spice on any level. But if I yeah. was starving, I absolutely would not be desperate enough to eat something that would rip my taste buds out of my mouth forever. Yeah. I I'm just, it wouldn't I, be I worth it. I'd be in well so either. much pain. It would not be, I'd rather eat dirt. Like it's, <laughs> if it's one of those things where it's like, you're going to die if you, if you don't eat this, um, I would just not, not eat it. I'd, yeah. I'd be in so much pain. So pr- pretty much other than that, I'm like, there's not a lot of food that I would not eat. Yeah. There are things that I don't like and I would prefer not to eat them, but it's not like mm-hmm. if it was the end of the world. I mean, I would I would eat bacon if it was the end of the world. Do I prefer to yeah. eat bacon? No. What? Can I eat bacon? Yes. You don't like bacon? Here's the thing I've learned about bacon, Brian. Oh. Here's the thing I've learned. Uh-oh. Let's get into this. Let's do it. So when I was a kid, lived at home with my parents, my mom cooked uh-huh. bacon like on the regular, like Almost every day, okay. I would say, all the time. Right. She loved it. My dad loved it. Chase loved it. They are big bacon fans. Uh-huh. But the way she cooks bacon is basically uh, searing it to a crisp where there's no moisture left in it. Oh. It's very Ugh. crispy. Very crispy. And I, don't I like that. I thought that was the only way to have bacon. And then oh. I married Sean, and he has bacon every so often. He doesn't eat it all the time, but, you know, he likes to have bacon on, like, a Sunday morning. And he'll make bacon, but he only cooks it a little and it's still very like delicious and not dry. And it's funny because uh, when my parents come to visit, like my mom and I will make breakfast together and I'll like make eggs and toast and all that kind of stuff. And she'll like handle the bacon and she always overcooks Sean's bacon. And I always have to tell her like, (laughs) hey, you got to take, hey, can you take it off earlier? Like he doesn't like his bacon like that. Um, and he'll eat it like he's not he's not dramatic and he would never say anything but I know that he doesn't prefer his bacon that way um right but so the last time she was here I was telling her that and she goes wait take it off when it's still raw it's still raw I gotta cook <laughs> it you know um and it's he doesn't eat raw bacon but right to her it's just not cooked so anyways I've eaten bacon the way he cooks it and I don't mind it but I, if I'm going to have like a breakfast meat, I'm going to pick sausage over it. So I think I've kind of come really? around to bacon in mm-hmm. the last few years of my life. But it's just right. it's not my first choice. And I think it's because I grew up disliking it because it was like eating cardboard. Yeah, like bark. Yeah, exactly. I don't like crispy bacon. I like I like it in the middle where it's not like floppy, but mm-hmm. it's not like crispy, crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because crispy is just like, like just yeah. eat. Just eat bark off a tree. It's, yeah, I don't, you don't taste nothing. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to my mom, but that's just the way they like to eat it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways. I'm with with Sean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You might like yours a little more cooked than his. Probably. From how it sounds. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways. Interesting. Okay. I'm with you on the spice though. I can't do Frank's Red Hot. Is kind of that's my comfort area. Was just a little bit of spice. I don't even. But like, I don't even think I've ever had that. I don't even risk it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a slight spice. It, uh, uh, sriracha's a little much for me. Mm. Valentino's is way too much for me. 
Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a baby when it comes to spice. Yeah, Sean puts like habanero dragon sauce on everything and Goodness I'm just like gracious. what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks cuz like when I'm washing dishes, I have to be really careful cuz I'm washing dishes that have had hot sauce on them because he puts it on a sure. lot of stuff. And then if I touch my face, like it's just a bad situation. So thankfully sometimes he'll let, he's like good about rinsing his dishes and stuff because it it could be dangerous for me, you know. Sure. <laughs> With the hot sauce. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so the next question is from Jared, and he is asking, Jared, hello. if you were a participant in the Hunger Games, what would your game plan be for survival? Ooh. You ready for mine? That's a good one, yeah. Let Hide. Me think. <laughs> <laughs> I have nightmares. This is really sad and a little disturbing, but I have nightmares often of people searching for me and wanting to kill me. And okay. it's like, oh, no. it's a, it's a, it's very strange. It's a reoccurring nightmare where I'm like in my home and I'm trying mm-hmm. to hide from somebody that's trying to hurt me and mm-hmm. I'm having to like hide under the bed or like in just really weird places, very uncomfortable places. And then I always sure. wake up before anything bad happens, but it's just like a, it's like good. a panicked dream, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think in the hunger games, I'd be really good at hiding because I've thought about that a lot in my nightmares. <laughs> And I think I could just hide while everybody kills each other. And then when the last person is left, I'd have enough energy to take them on, you know, and how, how would you take them on with a knife? We got Okay. Okay. So you, you you'd find a knife, <laughs> you try and find a knife and then hide, mm-hmm. wait till you're the last one. And then knife I think fight I'd to be the good death. enough at like throwing knives. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think I could hide from them and and wait until they're in a position where I could throw a knife at them from behind and they wouldn't see it coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll spare you the rest though. of the details, but but I, I no, could no, wound the them details. enough or shock them enough to just go in and finish the, the job. Okay, okay. But hiding would be the key. Yeah. For so long. I can climb trees, so maybe I could climb trees. It depends on the uh, the environment of the Hunger Games, you know? That's true. That's so, true. I'm also a very good swimmer, and despite being done with aquatic life, <laughs> I would hide in the ocean if I needed to because uh-huh. I can tread water for a very long time. Right. So, yeah. I respect that. I respect that. What's your strategy? <sighs> Let me think. Okay, so that's a good idea to to run and hide because the thing about the Hunger Games is you've got the cornucopia in the center and that's where all the weapons and food and supplies are. Mm. And everyone is going to rush towards that and that's why a lot of people die the first day because mm-hmm. it's just an all-out bloodbath in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it is smarter to run. You got to find a weapon though. That's important. Yeah. You know. Um, but I think I'd wait until everybody did that, and then when yeah. there was like one person left, I I don't know honestly I don't I didn't think about that I forgot about that in the Hunger yeah. Games I didn't consider that mm-hmm. part in my plan yeah I would yeah. need to get a weapon but maybe you don't what start I could with a weapon. but maybe what I could do is um, instead of going back to the cornucopia to get a weapon maybe I can just take mm-hmm. one from like somebody who already died. That's the key because you want to make sure hopefully your other contestants aren't that smart so they're not like they'll kill someone and then not grab the weapons off the mm-hmm. body you know mm-hmm. for somebody else to come get them yeah 
Um, I can I mean, fashion it's a smart, something. I think so. I believe in you. If it's I could a throw a plan. big rock at their head, yeah, knock them out, and true. then go up and stab them with a stick. Yeah, that could work. That could work. I think, well, because I think about like Hamish, right? Because mm-hmm. Hamish won, and he won in a way where he pretty much did the same thing. He ran to the edge of the arena, like just kept walking and walking and walking, and it was it came down to him and one other person, and the person had like an axe, and he threw it at Hamish, and Hamish ducked, and because they were at the edge of the arena, whatever you throw comes back at you. So Hamish like would throw rocks to test it, and the rock would come back. So he waited for this guy to throw the axe. He ducked. The axe went flying, and then went flying back to the person that threw it and killed him. Because mm. Hamish hey, is just really smart. So the idea of finding a safe place and waiting it out—you better hope to God that they don't like form alliances. Yeah, that's a real problem because that happened. Remember the the like upper districts banded together. There's like four of them, so that's not good. I would try and find a way to get like ideally a bow and arrow, some sort of ranged weapon, because yeah. then you have you have stealth on your side. That's ideal. You know. Yeah, you want to do something like that. I just don't think like I'd that. be good at aiming. I'd be pretty good at archery. I did it a bunch growing up. I feel I could I could definitely hit my target. The problem is how many arrows do you have? Right. You know, because if you miss, oh boy. And you're also giving away where you are if you miss. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I would have a similar plan of action in that I would try and find a weapon as quickly as possible, like on the outs on the very outside of the cornucopia. Just run towards it and then veer off and just grab whatever I can and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, just wait, find a place to hide out, find a find a corner most likely, or like um, a place where I can't be snuck up on behind me. Mm-hmm. Put my back to like some sort of wall, and then just wait. It's a good yeah. plan. Yeah. That's a difficult question because there's just so many variables, you know? Exactly. What kind of weapons are in the cornucopia? What kind of terrain are we at? You know, is this like a Hunger Games 2 where like every section of the pie is a different problem? And then like you you have X amount of like hours before the mist shows up and kills everyone. So you have to keep moving. Yeah. Or is it like the first one where it's just a forest? You know, there's a lot. A lot of variables. Lot. Whereas with Derek's question, yeah. we knew that there was just a mad professor with some drone bombs. That's right. Bomb That's drones, easy. You know? <laughs> so essentially, I would go, I would run to the cornucopia, but only the outside, not straight toward it. I would grab whatever I could grab while maintaining pace. Like I wouldn't stop to grab it. I would just run and like bend over with my hand down mm-hmm. and just grab what I could and then find a place to hide mm-hmm. deep into the forest, like far. I would keep going mm-hmm. until I found the edge. And then just yeah. wait. Yeah, I would definitely yep. hide and. Yep. I would try to grab a weapon from a fallen comrade, opponent. Yep. Uh, but I think I could somehow fashion a weapon out of whatever's around me. I think so. I mean, anything could be a weapon if you try hard enough. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's our plan. That's an interesting question. I like it. Me too. Um, we have one more question. Okay. And this one is from Ben. This Hi, ben. is a great question. And I have not taken Ooh. a moment to think about this. So we're going to have I some like fun I like Ben here. a lot. I love Ben. He wants to know, he says, let's say you get to design a Lord of the Rings theme park. What are you putting Ooh. in it? 
That's an insane question. But let me tell you my, this is actually the very first thing that comes to mind for me. I want a ride where it's like the barrel riding scene from The Hobbit and you get to sit in a barrel that like goes down a really fast river and, you know, there's like fake orcs around you. They're not going to hurt you, but they're there and they're going to scare you a little bit and you're like, you know, bobbing and weaving and there's no risk of your, of your barrel tipping over. It's just a fun little crazy ride, but that Mm -hmm. would be super fun. I also want to be able to eat the the elven bread. The, the lemmas bread? Yeah. Say that again. Lemmas. Lemmas. L-E-M-B-M-A-S? Yes. I'm not mistaken. I would like to eat that, and I want it to taste yep. like a shortbread cookie. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Those are my first two ideas. Do you have any ideas? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I would like a ride that is kind of like the E.T. ride. At Universal, except you're, except you're Arwen on the horse, and in Whoa. the basket in front of you is Frodo. Whoa. And there's ring rays that are chasing you and popping out throughout the ride on other Dang. horses. I think that would be cool. I would like a, 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 a ride like the Men in Black ride at Universal. I don't where know you get any to of shoot. these rides. <laughs> You've never been to Universal? Uh, not... In a long time, and I have not ridden any of those. I've only done the Harry Potter stuff. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, it's essentially like a... Also, I guess like the like the Toy Story ride, to give a Disney reference, where you're like shooting things Mm -hmm. with a laser. Mm -hmm. Um, Except the Men in Black ride has like things that pop up. They're not like just screens and stuff. Got it. Um, So like that, except you get like a bow and arrow version. Whoa. And you get to be Legolas, and like Orokai will pop up, and you got to shoot them. Oh, that's cool. And like maybe you're like on... You're like... At Helm's Deep, and like they pop up on the oh. walls, and then the ladders pop up, and you got to shoot them. That'd be so cool. Um, I would like that. Um, I want to be able to meet Gandalf. Like, I want a Gandalf meet and greet. A Gandalf encounter would be great. Yeah. Um, can take a picture with him. Uh huh. I feel like the Harry Potter ride, where you kind of go around, and then like the Dementor comes in your face, and then you move, and then you're in the tree, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I would like one of those, but it's in the Mines of Moria. Oh, yeah. And then it ends with, like, the Balrog showing up. Yeah. That would be cool. I also want to be able to, like, visit um, Bilbo's Hobbit Hole. Of course. Just, like, Gotta have an open Hobbiton. set that you can just kind of, like, walk through and take pictures in. Yeah, I agree with that. Or that could be, like, that. the cue to a ride, kind of like how for Smuggler's Run, you get to go through the Falcon and that kind of stuff. Maybe, yeah. maybe Bilbo's house is, like, a cue line for a ride. For the barrel ride, um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't done. make any sense, but I'm down. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. And then I would like it to end in like taking a page out of Disney's book with the fireworks show. Have it be a oh Gandalf fireworks show. That is with dragon stuff. With the giant cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's such a great idea. Thanks. Just came wow, up with it. I want to go to this. Right? I feel like we need it's like be one very more expensive. ride. One more ride. Okay, one more. We'll see. We already got the kind of water ride with the barrels. Um, if we did... What? I feel like we need to like ride if... an eagle or something. Yeah, I was about to say, what if we did like a roller coastery kind of ride where you're riding one of the eagles like around Isengard? Like yeah. you have to... You have to, Like you're... Uh, uh, 
the eagle that shows up to grab Gandalf from the top of Orthanc. Yeah. And then you have to like pick him up and then bring him back. And then you fly from Isengard to Rivendell. Yeah. And you're like transporting Gandalf, but also riding eagles. Yeah. I've never been yeah. on the rides in Pandora at the Animal Kingdom because I haven't been to it's Animal cool. Kingdom in so long. But I picture, I've seen pictures of it and I picture this ride kind of like the yes. the main ride in Pandora with like the screen and everything. Agreed. Yeah. Because you're riding something. It's really, really cool. Yes. Except you're riding a giant eagle. And that would be you awesome. you have to pick up Gandalf. Yeah. Oh, and there needs to be um, the pub, you know, like the green the dragon pony. or something. Oh, the prancing pony. Yes, you're right. Um, and you can get like all kinds of stuff there. I want to be able to get a meat pie. Yeah. Yes. Have a have a wax figure of Aragorn in the corner with his pipe. I mean, Round or just a real one. We know him so. as Strider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be so fun. Why hasn't anybody yep. done this? Money. I know. That's why. <laughs> that's exactly why. Let's become bazillionaires and just do it for ourselves and our okay. listeners. And we'll just invite our yeah, we'll just invite our listeners. Boom. Could you imagine Here how we fun go. that would be? That I would really be want so the barrel cool. riding thing though. That would be cool. I would love that. I'd be down with that. Be kind of like Splash Mountain in a sense. Yeah. But you're in a barrel. <laughs> well, you're in a barrel. <laughs> Trying to get away from some elves. Yeah. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah, it would. Those are all the questions we have today. All right. I like them. I yeah. like them. Those were super Those fun. Good. I love questions like that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's gonna be it for our show today. We've we've we updated it. you on the eels. We've caught up. We've talked about the history mm-hmm. of pumpkin spice. We yep. learned about the tittle. You know, yep. we've <laughs> talked about the things we watched, <laughs> and we went through all these great questions. That's right. Not bad. Not great bad. Time. We're re- we're podcasters. I know. Look at us. Look at us. I saw, put out so many shows. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet the other day that said, you know, you can just talk to your friends without having to start a podcast. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> attacked. Mm, <laughs> legally, no. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> the judge specifically said there had to be witnesses and a record. So <laughs> joke's on whoever posted that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, Brian, where can people find you? And why don't you tell us about the latest episodes of The Interesting Podcast? Sure. Uh, okay, so you can find me online at Jedi Brian Everywhere and at BrianBalance.com. There, there's a bunch of projects like the short film Blisters I was in and some audio shorts as well. Um, oh, also we started production on uh, season three of World of Tomorrow this nice. past two weeks. I forgot about that. So look forward to that. Um, the previous seasons are available on my website. That's why I thought about it. Um, the interesting podcast. Yeah, check out my show that I do... Uh, with anyone who I find interesting. It's how Savannah and I became friends. And the most recent episode was with Jennifer Hale. So for anyone who's into uh, voiceover, video games, animation, anything like that, uh, Jennifer Hale is a name you recognize. She is actually a world record holder for most female video game voices, um, which is really cool. And she's just delightful. She's lovely. Man. You want to talk about two people that are cut from the same cloth. Me and her bonded. Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. I, I had a really good time with her. Um, so she was uh, Femme Shepherd in Mass Effect. She was Bastila in Nice the Old Republic. She's Rivet in the new Ratchet and Clank game and literally hundreds of other things. Uh, she actually played Galadriel in the Shadow of War game. No way. Yep. Nice little That's cool. synergy going on there. Yep. So I had 
Jennifer Hale is the most recent episode. Check it out. Check it out. It's I'm I'm really proud of it. It's a great episode. I uh, I made sure yeah. to listen to that one. I still have so many of your episodes to catch up on, but I know. <laughs> like I said, I'm not really consuming a lot these days. That's true. I'll give um, you a list. It's like it's like Jennifer Hale, Yuri Lowenthal. Hop on that one. That's mm-hmm, a real good one. Mm-hmm. Tara Platt's another real good one. Keith hey, Farley. Wait a second. We need to talk about Yuri, and we need to talk about our friend Wendy. Oh yes. You know what? Wendy, I don't know if you're listening, but I appreciate you so much. I, I don't have the words. You you say something about it. Well, Wendy <laughs> was doing a YouTube interview with Yuri Loth- How do you say his last name? Lothenthal? Lowenthal. Lowenthal. Yeah. And at the end of the interview, Wendy was like, oh, wait, um, I want to talk about my friend Brian because he interviewed Yuri on his podcast and you can find it here. And Yuri was like yeah, I was only going to spend like this amount of time on his podcast and then I fell in love with him. And or what do you say? I, and then I had a crush on him and then we yeah. talked like way longer. It was so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. And it was so nice of Wendy to like give you that shout out. And it was just, For it was real. just really nice of her. It means I'm going to I'm going to reach out to her as soon as we're done recording. And yeah. it, just, it means it means so much to me. I was talking to uh, I sent it to a couple friends because I'm like, look, guys. <laughs> and uh she didn't have to do that, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not in the room. You know what I mean. Right. So it's like these are the things that are said when I'm not around, and it felt really, really nice. And Yuri's just the best. He was another one that we just really, really bonded. Um, and he's just he's just great. I love that guy. Yeah, he's cool. I, I made a friend. So check that show out too. That's a really fun one. Okay, that one's on the top of my list because you keep telling me to listen to that one. Yeah, finally, just do it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Next time I work on Zam stuff, I'll listen to podcasts. I I've been listening to music because I gotta like get in the zone and like rock out, you right. know. Sure. But anyways, I'll listen well, to that. Good. Um, thank you. You can find me everywhere at the Dorky Diva. And in case you missed the memo, we have a new website. You can go yeah, to yeah. thedorkydivashow.com and you will find pretty much everything we do on there as far as podcasting so we've got this show we've got second podcast we've got the adventures of the zolandart it's all there um please go check it out and share it with your friends if they don't listen to our shows already um Mm -hmm. if you want to get in touch with us you can shoot us an email at dorkydivashow at gmail.com And you should join our Discord channel. Why are you not in our Discord channel? That's right. What are you doing? Yeah. Get in it. It's It's a group chat. It is such a fun place to be. Um, If you would like to join our Discord group, all you have to do is get in touch with us. You can either reach out to either of us on social media. You can email us. Just say, hey, I want to be in the Discord group. And we'll say, okay. And we'll send you a link. Um, Our handles for the dorky diva show uh for twitter it is at dorky diva show and on instagram it is at the dorky diva show so you can also reach out to us on those platforms to ask to be joined or added to the discord group so just do it just it's great what are you waiting for you hear us talk about this all the time and you're still not in it yeah Get in there. We Get got in questions. There. We have a channel for literally everything you can think of. You got mm-hmm. pictures of your pets? We got a channel for it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a book you're reading? We got a channel for it. You want to mm-hmm. ask us random things that are socially unacceptable? We got a we got a channel for it, guys. There's a got channel everything. for everything. And obviously there is tons of Star Wars talk over there as tons. well. Tons. 
tons. Tons. Um, it's great. I also want to say a special thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. Yes. If you feel um, compelled to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash the dorky diva and Boom. you can support us over there. It, we just adore all of you so much the who best. support us on Patreon. So those people are Anthony, Ben, Brian, Britt, Chris, Christy, Dan, Daz, Daryl, Jason, Jen Marie, Jim, Other Jim, Catherine, Hello, Katie, Samir, Cherie, Stacy, and Wayne. Thank you all so much. Thank Your support you. means so much to us and the support that you're offering to us helps us with the production of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which, you know, we're still working on the sequel. Oh, yeah. And it just helps us in ways that we cannot even express our gratitude for. So thank you. Facts. We appreciate you. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. I also, I don't do this every episode, but I do want to say, if you listen to our show and you have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me if you would do that. It would just make my day. So if you're listening, if you enjoy what we've been doing lately, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would just be the best. Yeah, it's that's actually a great idea, especially because the format has changed. <laughs> yes. So it's good to, at the very least, to warn other people <laughs> what they're getting into. To warn them about how awesome this podcast is. Yeah, yeah. Eels, 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 eels. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, We will be back very soon because our next episode is all about, it's an episode of Second Podcast. It's all about the behind the scenes of the two towers and we will be joined by my friend Nicolette. So we're very excited about that. Uh, That is the next time you will hear our annoying voices. Um, (laughs) And until then, Brian, do you have a sign off? I don't remember. Do I have one for this? No. no. I don't think I do. What do you want your send-off to be? I have no idea. I'm going to give some thought into this. Okay. Well, yeah. my sign-off is going to be don't trust any aquatic life. <laughs> that should, you got to keep that, though, after every episode. I hope right. you guys want to remember, don't trust anything in the ocean. <laughs> don't trust anything in the ocean, and we hope you have a wonderful week. Bye. That's right. Bye.